Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is New Bedford's News Talk Station, the place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. And good morning. Happy Thursday to you. Your first full day of summer. Although, as Skyler just told us, that unsettled weather, it's its on its way. Every time the weather is unsettled, I try to say to it, just settle down, weather. And it, it never seems to listen. I guess you could say it's tempestuous. But anyway, we are going to be starting the day with some uh, very interesting discussion for you throughout the course of the program this morning. And I am going to remind you all. Just as a programming note, that tomorrow morning, Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light will be filling in for me. I'll be taking the day off. I have a um, a trip to Block Island, my first ever visit to Block Island. So I'm pretty excited about it. As as part of this this whole weekend, it's a it's a paranormal thing that uh, someone that I know put together and said, "Hey, do you want to come out and be our you know special guest for this thing?" And I said, "Sure. I've never been to Block Island. I'd love to go and." take a ghost tour and spend some time on the beach and have people who know the island show me around so I'll get a chance to see maybe the darker side of Block Island, which I can tell you all about when I come back next week. But Jack will be here with you tomorrow, and I know he's looking forward to speaking with all of you. Uh, We will not be speaking. He will not be speaking with City Council President Linda Morad. We're going to put that on hold for a week. As, uh, As Jack and I said the other day, don't know that that would have been a conversation that that would have happened, but uh, certainly we will catch up with her the week after, and we can you know we can talk a little bit about some of the things that were discussed yesterday on Barry's program. I don't want to get too much into that. I don't think Gilly Safiolas versus the New Bedford City Council matters to ninety nine point nine percent of our audience, but you know we can still ask her about that when she does come back with us, and uh, and maybe sometime soon we can get her to come in. And, and spend some time with us for an hour and take some phone calls like we did on the 9 o'clock program a few months ago. She had said she would come and do that a couple times during the course of the year. I think maybe once the budget is, is, uh, is settled, then maybe we can get her to come back in. Right now, of course, there's a lot of work for the city council to do, so I don't want to burden her with you know, having to worry about coming in here for an hour. But after that is all settled, then certainly we can ask her and see if she wants to come in and take your calls. Cause I know a lot of you have been asking when you can get another chance to call in and speak with her. Also the, you heard Adam Bass mention it in the news. This was pretty big news when we found out about it yesterday. Good news, expected news, but at the same time, I'm sure in the, in the stomachs of a lot of Dartmouth homeowners and, and other homeowners on the South coast that have septic systems, there was a little bit of an unsettled feeling now, maybe you can breathe a sigh of relief, at least for the time being, because 
the announcement came yesterday that these new Title V regulations that are designed to combat nitrogen pollution will not apply to the South Coast at this time. It will apply to Cape Cod, which was the original intention anyway. If you remember when we first, in the way this was rolled out, the way this was put into effect or, or you're proposed to be put into effect, the way the whole system played out was an embarrassment for the Massachusetts Department of Environmental Protection and for the Commonwealth as a whole because this was the exact antithesis of what you would expect from local government. You would expect from local government that you have a say, that you have a chance to participate, that you have a chance to give input in a way that is not already with the deck stacked against you. And it seems like the deck was stacked against residents. And I'm not, I'm, I'm surprised that Cape Cod homeowners aren't pushing back a little bit more on this. I know a lot of them are of the same mind environmentally that, you know, we don't want this nitrogen pollution happening. And it is more of an issue on the Cape. So maybe, maybe they've reconciled with the fact that it has to get done. But there wasn't, as, as Chris Michaud, the health agent for the town of Dartmouth, was, was telling us when he was coming on WBSM, we don't really have any statistical data that shows that it's a problem on the South Coast. That we're contributing to this nitrogen pollution with our septic systems. But instead, they still, they had the meetings. And what always has kind of stuck with me, and certainly with Chris as well, is that they had people in these meetings because they didn't tell anybody who was on this advisory panel that were coming up with these new regulations. It was Chris Michaud and, and, and others who joined in the fight with him that forced them to reveal the names of the people who were on that panel. They weren't going to release that. They did not release that prior to push from them because it was done clandestinely it was done in secret it was done in the shadows and then they have these public hearings and in these public hearings the very people who are on that panel are in the meeting arguing with people who are against these changes and regulations but not identifying themselves as the people who put forth these new regulations they were just acting as if they were regular concerned citizens like anybody else. Telling people, well, you know, if, if you telling uh, older community members, you know, if, if you don't think you can afford to make those changes, you could get a reverse mortgage. Telling somebody that they should give up their home that they have lived in and plan on pass on to the planning on passing on to their heirs, give that up. So that you can make a $50,000 upgrade to your septic system that we don't even know is going to make a difference. And as Chris was telling us, Chris Misha, when he was here, we don't even know what these upgrades are. The technology doesn't exist. We don't know how much it's going to cost. The $50,000 price range is just speculation. Could be more. And there's no... There was no plan for state aid to help with this at all. Well, now things have changed. It's just going to be focused on Cape Cod, and I think they are going to have some state aid to help with some of it. But the, the bottom line is here on the South Coast, we are not going to have to make those changes. And again, I put the caveat, at least at this time. You know, if, if the pollution starts to, you know, doesn't start to wane and 
they can determine that more of the pollution is coming from this area, then they may have to revisit that. But also kudos to Senator Montigny and Representative Markey who have been fighting this battle and pushing for the South Coast to be pulled out of this, this umbrella decision. And they were the ones who told us a, a few months ago that they thought that the South Coast was going to be exempt, but that nothing had been formally stated at that time. Yesterday, when the announced regulations, when the announcement about the regulations were made, thankfully, the South Coast was spared. So those of you who, and, and listen, I'm all for if there is legitimate nit nitrogen pollution happening, and we can pinpoint the fact that it is septic systems that are causing this problem. Absolutely. I understand the need to have to make that upgrade. Nobody wants to have nitrogen pollution in, in Buzzards Bay. But at the same time, I have questions. What are other people who contribute to nitrogen pollution who don't have septic systems doing to help with the problem? You know, Chris, when he was in here with us, brought up golf courses. That golf courses are huge contributors to nitrogen pollution with their uh, you know, constant fertilization and water runoff. And we have quite a few golf courses that are right on the water. And I'm not, I'm not trying to um, criticize them. I'm sure they follow every letter of the law, but if, if they think that that's what's causing nitrogen pollution is more nitrogen runoff, well, then it would make sense that fertilizers that have nitrogen running off would be a problem. But they didn't address that in the mass DEP regulations. Now, maybe there's something different that they're using to, to, um, to mitigate those factors. But it just seemed like it was targeting specific people and that it wasn't a rule for all. And in Massachusetts and in any state, it should be rules for all not just rules against some. So I'm glad that this is going to work out well for the South Coast. Uh, you know, I, I do feel for the people on the Cape that have to spend the money for those upgrades. But I think that they were had already, you know, resigned themselves to the fact that they were doing it no matter what. It was just a question of whether or not we would have to do it here. So that is one thing that we can talk about. There's also a report from the New Bedford Light that if you haven't read it, I recommend that you do. It is, it was published yesterday and it's a pretty in-depth piece. But if you remember, Jack was on here with us. Jack Spillane was on, on here with us um, a few weeks ago, maybe about a month ago or so. And we were talking about how difficult the city was making it for New Bedford Light to obtain some documents related to police personnel that they had filed Freedom of, Freedom of Information Act requests. They had filed for these public records, which should be public records. And they were told that they couldn't have them. Well, first they were told that they had to, to pay for them. They paid for them and then were told that they couldn't have them. And the city kept the money. So the, it was a very contentious thing. And we talked at length about how, you know, it's, it's hard to do our jobs as, as, as journalists and, and, and as people who 
talk about the news when there's deliberate obstruction. And that's what the New Bedford Lights certainly felt was going on and tr them trying to get these documents. Well, they were able to get a report related to that. And, and I didn't know what it was about at the time. I didn't ask Jack off the air. I didn't ask him off the record. He wouldn't have told me if I did. And that's just a general respect amongst journalists. It, you know, you don't ask when you know somebody's working on something and you're, I guess, technically a competitor, even though we work hand in hand with New Bedford Light, I don't think you would ask that question. I don't think any good journalist would, would ask and say, so what are, you, what are you working on? No, you can tell me. So I just, I didn't. I figured we'll find out about it eventually. And, uh, and that day was yesterday. So there are a number of complaints that have been made against a member of the New Bedford Police Department. Sergeant Samuel Ortega, who is a supervising sergeant. There is a 221-page report about people and staff who work with the police who said that they left their positions on specialized units or avoided shifts after feeling uncomfortable with inappropriate behavior by Sergeant Ortega. Now, you can read this and, and really dive into it. The New Bedford Light does a great job of sharing with you um, some excerpts from the report, some emails related to Ortega, and you can find out about all of this, all of these accusations, all of the information contained in the report, about the lack of response from the city, from the police department, it's a personnel matter, so that's to be expected. But then also, you can read about what were the disciplinary actions handed down for these complaints. And it was that they made Sergeant Ortega take sexual harassment training. The same sexual harassment training that every city employee takes. The same sexual harassment training that I'm sure if you work in a corporate environment, you're required to take once or twice a year. We take it here. Every, I don't know, six months or so, maybe it's once a year. I don't know. I don't keep track. But we, we get the email that says that uh, within a certain amount of time frame, we are required to complete this training. And it's a video about sexual harassment and workplace harassment and you watch the video and answer a few questions and then when you're all done you get a certificate of completion and nobody talks about it again because you know nobody's sexually harassing each other at work so that was the i guess the 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 punishment the discipline that was handed out for all of these complaints and the light talks to a number of folks. Granted, they're off the record. They, they speak on condition of anonymity. And many times for fear of retaliation for their jobs. But you can read, you know, just how serious some of these charges are. Now, of course, there's always going to be that unfortunate battle between 
people who see something as sexual harassment and people who see something as, as just a joke. And in 2023, I don't think there's such a thing anymore as just a joke. If it offends someone. And I know we can get into all of the arguments about political correctness and you probably will call in and tell me, you know, people are soft these days. People don't know how to take a joke. Back in my day, you know, we could say those kind of things and nobody's feelings got hurt. Okay. Okay. Fine. When you were younger, you could say those kind of things and people knew it was a joke. But today, you can't say those things and people think it's a joke. Just because it was okay 40 years ago doesn't mean that it's okay now. And you don't get to tell someone whether or not they should be offended by something. That's the biggest problem with this discussion is that people don't want to listen to why someone might be upset about something. They just want to tell them that they shouldn't be upset. Because that's the easy conversation. The more difficult conversation is, is hearing them explain why they're upset and trying to understand why and trying to have compassion for that. So I'm sure a lot of these incidents, people felt, you know, other people around Sergeant Ortega and the I'll use the term victim of, of that behavior. Probably didn't see this as a big deal. But to the person that was internalizing what he was saying, it was a big deal. So check that out at newbedfordlight.org and we can talk more about it through the course of the morning. But right now I've got to take my first break. 508-996-0500. You can also send me messages on App Chat on the WBSM app. You can also send open line voicemails on the WBSM app and we'll play them on the air. We'll be back in just a few moments. One of the first songs I tried to learn on the guitar because it's, it's a pretty simple chord progression. But I'm just terrible at playing guitar. Two years of lessons, and I couldn't even play a single chord right now if you put a guitar in my hands. I just, I, I never practiced. Practice is definitely important. Call or hang on. We will get to you after the news. Uh, we'll be going to the news in just a few seconds. But before we do that, I want to remind you that time is running out to get your child registered at LemonadeDay.org slash South Coast. Lemonade Day is this Saturday, June 24th. And we want to make sure that your stand gets on our digital map so you can add your stand name, your hours of operation, menu items, and more at LemonadeDay.org slash South Coast. You can also go right to WBSM.com and click on the Lemonade Day link at the top and that will take you over to that page as well. Make sure you get all of that information in there so we can put you on the map. Lemonade Day is brought to you by our main squeeze sponsor, Bay Coast Bank, as well as community support from A&M Driving School, 7-Eleven in Mattaboyset, and the committee to elect Bruce Oliveira for school committee. 
So uh, get your child registered so that everybody knows where they can get that delicious lemonade coming up on Saturday. Now let's go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. Attorney General Merrick Garland is pushing back against accusations of bias within the Justice Department following the Hunter Biden plea agreement. Garland was pressed during a news conference today to address accusations from Republicans that Hunter Biden received a sweetheart deal while former President Trump has been criminally indicted. Garland noted that the U.S. attorney in Delaware tasked with investigating Hunter Biden was was appointed under the Trump administration and has full authority on how to handle the case. Biden reached a plea deal with federal prosecutors Tuesday over his failure to pay taxes and his illegal purchase of a handgun. A former U.S. Army soldier will spend the next 55 years in prison in connection with a shooting death that led to the creation of a hate crimes law in Indiana. Dustin Passarelli was sentenced Wednesday, a month after he was convicted for the 2019 death of Mustafa Ayubi. According to police reports, Passarelli killed Ayubi, an Afghan-American Muslim man, near his apartment complex after a road rage incident. Witnesses claimed Passarelli was yelling ethnic slurs at Ayubi before he killed him. Passarelli was convicted of murder, but was not charged with a hate crime. The waters of the Atlantic are active. Nathalie Rodriguez has the latest from the National Hurricane Center in Miami. Tropical storm Brett is set to whip its strong winds and dump heavy rains on portions of the Leeward Islands today and tonight. The storm has maximum sustained winds this morning near 70 miles per hour. A hurricane watch is in effect for St. Lucia with a tropical storm warning in effect for Dominica, St. Lucia and Martinique. Meanwhile, tropical depression number four has formed in the central Atlantic. The National Hurricane Center expects it to get a little stronger during the next few days and become a tropical storm in a day or two. Right now, TD4 is expected to remain east of the northern Atlantic. Islands through the weekend. Natalie Rodriguez, Miami. A new poll shows a majority of Americans don't approve of the Supreme Court's work. A Quinnipiac University poll found just 30% of registered voters approve of the Supreme Court, compared to 59% who disapprove. The poll notes it's the lowest approval rating for the Supreme Court since Quinnipiac started asking the question in 2004. Just 10% of registered Democrats surveyed approved of the court, compared to 53% of Republicans. The Supreme Court is expected to release more opinions today as 18 cases, including ones related to affirmative action and student loans, have not yet been decided. Speaking of student loans, the House Republicans have failed to overturn President Biden's veto of the Congressional Review Act. The Congressional Review Act, which would have ended Biden's student loan forgiveness plan, passed in the House and Senate earlier this year before the president vetoed the resolution. On Wednesday, the House failed to get the majority vote needed to overturn the veto. Biden's student debt relief plan now faces the Supreme Court, which is expected to make a ruling on the loan forgiveness later this week. And SeaWorld San Diego stepped in and rehabilitated a sea turtle found in bad shape. Bree Tennis has the story. 
A green sea turtle was found off the coast of San Diego with a missing flipper, massive infection, and leeches. The marine reptile was discovered by a family visiting from Georgia, which is now the turtle's name. They rang the Coast Guard and then SeaWorld stepped in. After eight months, Georgia the turtle did bounce back and can now dive and swim normally, even with one flipper. Her new address, a marine protected area in the South Bay where she joined a population of other green sea turtles. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. In sports, the Red Sox lost to the Minnesota Twins last night, 5-4, ending their winning streak at six games. The fourth and final game of their series begins tonight at or today at 1.10 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Well, some unsettled weather patterns have arrived. It's going to take a while for this to get on out of here. So expect scatter showers over the next couple of days. So for today, grab the umbrella, keep it handy. Our rain chances start to increase as we head through the day today. Scattered showers around the area, high of 66 overnight tonight. More scattered showers, 59 degrees for tomorrow. Guess what? You've guessed it. Scattered showers for tomorrow, high of 70 degrees. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on the New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. It is currently 58 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Welcome back in. Of course, that song is Creep by Radiohead. And it's kind of an appropriate song for a story that I want to point your attention to. There, This story came out yesterday, and I didn't get a chance to, to bring it up yesterday morning. But that's when, well, that's when I first saw it. And this is something that happened in Boston. There was a 32-year-old woman who was caught allegedly posing as a student and attending high schools in Boston for months. No, she was not a police officer, undercover as part of the Jump Street program. Still one of the most ridiculous premises of any TV show, but I love it. In fact, I'm doing a rewatch of it. I uh, I put that rewatch on pause, though, to do a rewatch of Justified to get ready for the new Justified Limited series that's coming out next month. Uh, But this woman, 32 years old, used falsified identification and paperwork to register as a high school student this academic year. She attended the Jeremiah E. Burke High School, Brighton High School, and English High School. Meanwhile, she actually graduated from Sharon High School in 2009 She earned her undergrad degree at Wheelock College in 2013 and got her Master's of Education in School Counseling from UMass Boston in 2016. And the Department of Children and Families said the woman is a former social worker. So she seems like somebody that would have, you know, everything together. Why is she going into schools and registering as a student? My first thought is, well, considering her credentials and considering her work as a social worker... Maybe she's going undercover. Maybe she's writing a book and she's going undercover. But my second thought was, wouldn't you have 
talk to school administrators about that because anything that you write about with minors involved, you would get sued for. Um, then I saw at the bottom of the first story her father saying that she needed, you know, mental help. But this, is, this isn't somebody walking into school like the incident that happened in, in, in Freetown and Lakeville with somebody walking into those schools. This is somebody going in and posing as a student and apparently getting away with it until there was an incident of bullying. Uh, this is from uh, WCVB's report. Boston Public Schools said the situation came to light after an unidentified man went to the school and said he would be withdrawing his daughter because of bullying, but she had enrolled at the school less than a week earlier. So I, I'm a little bit unsure based, and that's the same reporting they had in the previous story. I'm a little bit unsure about what that means. Does that mean that the unidentified man went to the school and said he would be withdrawing his daughter because of bullying and he was referring to this woman, this 32-year-old woman. Did she get a friend to say, I got to get out of this situation before they catch me. Will you come down and pretend to be my dad and say that you're withdrawing me? Because that doesn't make sense. If, you, if, if you're not a real student and you're going to school every day, just don't go. Unless for some reason she was concerned they would start sending truant officers after her. I don't know. There's so many layers of WTF to this story that I, I can't really wrap my head around what it's all about. Or does that mean that the woman was the one bullying? Was she going to school to bully other people? That would be really sick. But the story is so strange and I, I don't know. I, I want to hear this woman's explanation for why she did what she did. 32 years old, going to school. Listen, I'm 45, and I can think of one reason and one reason only that I would go back to high school. You will never get lunch anywhere in the world as cheap as you did when you were in high school. I think it's free now, right? They give kids free lunch in school. But to be able to go into school and get the lunches that I used to get for $2.10, you can't get a $2.10 lunch like that anymore, anywhere. Not even, not even off a dollar menu. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Tim, maybe it's an act of revenge. Maybe she was bullied in high school and she's decided to um, seek revenge. She's going to go take it out on the kids of the people that bullied her? You know what? It's funny. That was the plot of a Lifetime movie. I knew those Lifetime movies would come in handy someday. <laughs> They're all based on a true story anyway, right? Yes, and I didn't know it at the time. I thought it was just pure, like, lousy TV. But, no, this is what it was setting me up for, so I would learn about this story. Maybe it inspired this woman to go and do this. Do you think I could pull it off at 73? Listen, <laughs> as long as you wear the proper fashions, I don't think kids pay enough attention. They just want to, you know, comment on what clothes you're wearing. They're not looking at your face or anything else, so... Alfred Dunner probably with an elastic waist doesn't cut it. <laughs> no, no. You got to have, uh, what do the kids wear? I don't even know what kids wear today. I don't know either, but you put a smile on my face first thing in the morning. Well, thank you. Okay, take care. I, you as well. Have a good day. And uh, yeah, this is such a strange story. And 
And by the way, I say I don't know what kids wear to school. I know people are going to call up and say, you have a 19-year-old. He was only in high school a year ago. He graduated a year ago. How do you not know what kids wear to school? My son wore athletic gear every day. Gym shorts, sweatshirt. Like, that's, that's his style. That's what he wears. So he's not an accurate reflection. Neither are his friends. His friends all kind of dress the same way. Maybe that's how all kids dress. I don't know. If you're a 32-year-old woman and you're wearing a baggy sweatshirt and, you know, some gym shorts at school, maybe nobody questions anything. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to guess she probably looks pretty young. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Mr. Weisberg. Good morning. How are you? Good. Are you ready for me this early in the oh, morning? Oh, I'm always ready for you. Yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say to me, too, but that's too bad anyway. Because you say uh, I'm always into the conspiracies. Well, I have this to say about those poor souls at the bottom of the ocean right now. I believe that was one big intention. It was a setup. And when they investigate it all, at the end of it all, you're going to see the person in charge of the whole thing meant to do this. Last night when I was listening to the overnight broadcasts, and I listened to them from all over the place, not mm -hmm. just BSM, and the guy that was supposedly in charge, I didn't get his name, but he said, I think it was a Channel 8 somewhere, but anyway, it was on YouTube, and it was only a few hours old, that video. And the guy was talking, and he even showed a document where he said in it, and I'll tell you, while he was talking, he did not sound sorry. He didn't sound, he had no empathy, no sympathy, nothing. He showed a document that said, well, it says right here where they all signed it that you could die going down there because this is something new. The, all the nooks and crannies haven't all been straightened out yet. And yes, that's true. If you sign it, well, then that's your fault. But come on. And, and I, I wouldn't consider a lack of emotion to be a sign of guilt because a lot of times the people who are speaking publicly for a company, they want the people who are going to be balanced and measured and even keeled when delivering those comments. No, but I could sense it in the way. He, I wish that you could hear it. I mean, you probably will sooner or later. But he wasn't sorry whatsoever. He was like blowing it off the way he was talking. And now this morning on the news, I hear that the, the plan to try to rescue them was delayed or something. What was that about? Why was it delayed? Why? Well, and I'm, I never knew. I, I'm sorry. Um, when I kept listening to different reports saying that it went down about 900 miles away from Cape Cod. And that, I have to limit my stupidity for that. I did not know that the Titanic went down that close over here. I mean, 900 miles isn't that close, but still. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's, it's like well past like Washington, D.C., isn't it? Isn't that like 700 miles? Uh, I, I just, uh, that stunned me because I really, I did not know that. I, I really didn't. But now let me ask you, how do you feel about this whole thing, even though it's not really investigated yet? I know there is something wrong. Oh, I definitely feel like they, they, they rushed this into, uh, yeah. into being able to happen. But as with, so, uh, with, with any conspiracy theory, the question that I always ask first is to what end? So what would be the reason why that this would all be a setup? What, okay. what, would, be, what would they be trying to do? The only way that I feel about it at this moment, because not all the information is out yet, but the way I feel about it is that man, who's the big head honcho of this whole thing, I figured for some reason he wanted those, that group of those specific people on there so they could all die. He wanted to wipe them out for some reason. I know it sounds crazy, but 
crazier things than that have been known to happen. It's just how I feel about it. Go listen to all different news outlets and not just one. Well, I, I don't, I'm I, sure you're aware of the fact that the, the CEO of OceanGate is actually on the submersible. There's got, let me tell you, Mr. Weisberg, there was a reason why that man was on there. There's a reason for it. It's going to come out someday. Now, look at Hunter Biden, a man who thought he was above the law. He thought he had so many more. Uh, what person in their right mind, let alone being the son of a president of the United States, to, before he's going to do all his dirty, nasty business, to say, wait a minute, i got to take my laptop out and I'm going to record all this, the prostitutes, the drugs. Did he really think he could just do something like that and nobody was ever going to know, nobody was ever going to find out, and this wasn't a slap on the wrist for him. It really wasn't. It was nothing. He's not punished at all, and I don't feel it's over for him yet. There's plenty more to come. Just Oh, sure. I mean, I've, I've seen news reports on, on all news stations saying, you know, that people are trying to make sure that they people understand that this, this doesn't mean you know? anything's over in it. So and and I, I, I said the same thing. Biden, when I, I heard old man Biden say, I'm proud of my son. He said it a few times in the video there. And I felt for him at that one moment because he can't really control what his son does. It is his son, no matter what. I understand yeah, that. But he's also an but adult. He's his own. His, he's his own man. Thank you for taking my call and for partly agreeing with me. Thank you. All right. You have a great day. You too. Take care. Bye bye. And I do have to take a break. Caller, hang on. We'll get to you when we come back. But I got to take my next break. We'll be back in just a few moments. And we will go right back into the phone calls. If we don't get to you by the end of this hour, because I have one more break to take, just hang on. We will get to you at the beginning of the next hour. We'll jump right back into the calls. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hello. Morning, Tim. How's it going? Good. Um, yeah, I wasn't too sure where that phone call was going to go. I thought you guys were going to start screaming at each other, but it's good that you agreed. Nah, nah. Uh, too, or, too early <laughs> to start screaming at each other. I don't know. I don't know. Um, hey, you know what? What story really creeped me out? that I, I don't really hear a lot of people talking about um, is that story in Boston. Um, I don't know if you heard about it or not, but there was uh, like four kids locked up in the back of a apartment in the South End. Yeah, I saw that, and yeah. It, it, you heard about that? That's nuts, man. I mean... That is absolutely crazy. And unfortunately, we hear too many of those types of stories where kids, yeah, and, kids are treated that way. No, I know, I know. I, I just, I, I just, I, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, I, I feel for them because, you know, I, as you know, I, I got kids and you got kids, you know what I mean? But it's like, you know, it's just, it's, it sucks. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a crappy situation all around, honestly. You know what I mean? Like um, the, the squ you know, anytime anybody lives in squalor too, like people don't realize how much that does have an effect on your health going forward. So even taking these kids out of that situation, you know, what are the long-term ramifications of, of the way they were forced to live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who knows how long they were living for like that, like like, like that either, you know? It's mm -hmm. like, you don't even know if they were there maybe a night or, you know, a week or a month or, or a couple of years, you know? You have no idea. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll, more, more, you know, more, more stuff will come out about it. But um, with the whole situation with the sub, I mean, I don't think, I, I, I'm not really like, you know, a conspiracy theorist, but it's like, you know, I, I don't, I can't really agree with that lady that just called because it's like, you don't know, there's so many, so many different angles to the story it's like you know okay did the batteries die in the controller that they were using and i seen a video of that ceo last night explaining the whole sub i don't know if you've seen it or not 
but the, there was a, there's a video circulating on the internet, and he's given a he's given like an actual interview, or he's getting interviewed about the actual sub, the Titan, and he's showing the inside, and he's showing how it's controlled with all the computer screens, and he's and then he pulls out this this old Logitech uh, controller. And he's like, oh, if you want to go forward, you push this up. If you want to go backwards, it's literally looks just like a PS1 well, original controller. And, and, and again, I, I said, I don't know if you heard yesterday when I brought this up, but the U.S. Navy actually uses legit Xbox 360 controllers for some of its systems. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, <laughs> it's, just, it's just crazy. It's, it's crazy, honestly. See, pe people are looking at that and they're saying, well, that just shows what a hack job that it is utilizing that. But I actually look at it a different way. It shows kind of how advanced... You know the the controls that we are buying just to play video games at home really are. Oh yeah, that's true too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never I never really thought about it, thought it like that, but yeah, it's like, it's like holy th crap. So you know? there was there was a game called PlayStation Two that uh, PlayStation Three. There was a game for that called Flower that I used to play when I would come home from my cooking job to relax, and it was really just your your flying around and you're trying to fly over all these flowers and like kind of like make them all bloom and it was so intuitive that you you didn't press any buttons you just kind of moved the controller around and it was so intuitive and it was like it, i couldn't believe and that was you know 15 years ago so i can't even imagine what the technology is like now for you know the type of controls it must have oh i i mean i got a ps5 at the house and it's um my wife got it for me for christmas but it's uh you know i've I, I listen just just real real quick. I know you got other callers, but um, you got about thirty I, seconds I, before I got to take a break. Yeah, I got. I had a. I well, I got a PS5 for um for Christmas, and I hadn't played video games in over twenty years. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna get you a PS5. I'm like, oh crap, here we go, you know. And it just I <laughs> let's talk about nostalgia. I mean, when I, when I sat in front of that PS5 and I let I, I let it all you know boot up and everything on the on the on the TV screen, I was just like. Wow, man. Talk about advanced compared to what, you know, I used to play back in the day. Well, my problem oh, is crazy. some of the games are too advanced for me. I can't play football games. I can't play Madden <laughs> anymore because it's way too, like, the controls oh, are way too crazy. advanced for me. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, Tim. Have a good day. You as well. Take care. Right, I'm going to take my final break of the hour. We'll be back in a few. Um. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.